Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. Seeing an adult struggle with an opioid misuse disorder can be a traumatic experience for a child. And when that child goes to school, that trauma can affect how he or she learns and plays. As part of EDC's Opioid Overdose Working Group, Shai Fuchsman and Julie Reardon have been examining what schools are doing to support these children. In this podcast, they discuss how trauma manifests itself in the classroom, and they highlight some programs that are making a difference. Well, Julie and Shai, thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to be here. Likewise, great to be here. So there's been a lot of discussion about how the opioid crisis is affecting public health, um, but I think there's been less talk about how schools themselves are being affected. So can you talk about how the opioid crisis is beginning to impact schools? So what we're seeing is as adults are suffering from opioid use disorders, including overdose, children are suffering too. They are losing loved ones. They are being put into foster care because the parent can't care for them. Sometimes they're being neglected or abused. Under these circumstances, they're then going to school. And we know that these experiences cause trauma, which in turn can have all kinds of consequences on the children. This includes emotional, social, behavioral problems. It includes challenges in cognitive and academic functioning. It can also include starting to use substances themselves. So with this context, when children go into school, they're bringing in with them their emotional challenges, bringing in their uh, cognitive and, and academic challenges. And so schools have to address that. Recent statistics help illustrate the scope of this problem. We know, according to the CDC, that a 130 people on average die every day from an opioid overdose. We also know through this recent national data that one in eight children are living with a parent um, who has a substance use disorder, and this includes both alcohol and illicit drug use. Two million of those children are living in a household with illicit drug use. And we know that this phenomenon is only increasing in prevalence. Since Students spend so much of their time in schools. Teachers and administrators need tools and resources to address this problem now. Help me understand a little bit more about how specific kinds of trauma that a student may have suffered because of the opioid crisis, how does that trauma affect his or her performance during the school day? Well, again, the cognitive and academic impact of trauma can make the child uh, struggle with concentration. It can make them act out, misbehave. It can also make them lose interest in things that they were interested in, whether it's sports or a particular activity that they're doing at school. They just basically become disengaged. And so that really impacts not only their learning, but it really impacts their relationships and then impacts the environment in the classroom. And we know from our research in schools that teachers need tools to differentiate their learning, to be able to identify students who are struggling. And this is a newer issue, relatively newer issue. Students who may not be using drugs themselves, but in a family where this is happening, so are exposed to um, a traumatic situation. And those signs are not always evident. Uh, And so teachers need, and administrators in schools, need some tools to help them identify such students. So how are schools beginning to deal with with these challenges? Well, there's different kinds of strategies. In general, we talk about this idea, this holistic idea of trauma-informed schools. And a lot of schools are moving towards that by selecting different kinds of strategies that can support students experiencing trauma. And that can happen at different levels. You can have 
classroom-based programs. So for example, people are talking these days about social-emotional learning, how to teach children, all children, how to better manage their emotions, how to build significant relationships, and that benefits all students, but those who are impacted by trauma can particularly benefit from them. Um, then there's other kinds of strategies. Uh, for example, group counseling. I know for a fact that in Frederick County in Maryland, they have a program called Kids Like Us that has support groups for children impact that whose parents are use substances. And these groups are facilitated by professional counselors who work with these kids on things like skill building and peer sharing and art-based therapy. Um, and then of course there's individualized support, uh, counseling and, and trying to accommodate learning to make sure that children are able to succeed despite um, the struggles that they have related to trauma. I think the only thing I'd add to that, Shai, is that I we have found that there are some schools and districts that are implementing programs and strategies already, that many schools and districts are really in the pursuit of trying to identify uh, evidence-based or research-based strategies that can be used uh, with confidence in the classroom, and that that is not a, sh a small task given how many different kinds of strategies and interventions may, may be available. So I think at some level, everyone's wondering about what works. What do we know about that? Yeah, one that comes to mind is from Plymouth County in Massachusetts, which is actually a great collaboration between law enforcement and schools and the district attorney's office. What they did is they trained police officers to identify situations uh, where there's a child involved, whether it's an overdose or domestic violence. And what happens is the police will then call the school, a designated person in the school, and say, this particular kid is a kid in need. They don't provide much information to keep it confidential, but they do alert the school that tomorrow morning one of your students is going to come in having experienced a difficult situation. And not only is that happening at the, at the police level, but then the school is ready to welcome the student. In one of the schools I know, they are ready with backpacks that have things like toothbrushes and um, and support tools. But beyond the specific tangible tools, they actually are ready to support the child not only that day, but in days and weeks throughout. So if you were talking to a group of policymakers, a group of teachers, what sort of advice would you give them about how to, su how to support kids who are struggling? Well, I think it's important to make sure you have a systemic approach, a kind of a whole school, whole system approach to implementing anything new, but especially for interventions and strategies that may have not been used in the classroom previously. And so that requires planning and coordination at all levels of the system, from the state to the district to school and those in schools, coaches, teachers, um, principals, in order to create sustainable change when implementing something new for this population of students. Mm -hmm. It's also important that we think about the kinds of professional development that staff need. Uh, and when I say staff, I really mean every adult in the building. Uh, everyone has an important role to play, um, whether it's a teacher or a coach, support staff. They all interact with children, and therefore they all have the ability to notice any red flags. Um, you know, is a child acting out more than usual? Are they disengaging? Are they di showing disinterest? And so being able to know what those signs are is important, and that has to be part of professional development. Uh, and not just identifying the signs of trauma or the, the impact of trauma, but also all staff need to know what to do, what to do with that. 
You know, who do they talk to? Who, how do they refer a student to the appropriate person who can provide the support? Um, so all that has to be part, not only professional development, but also part of, as Julie was saying, a, a comprehensive a school-wide approach. And I'd add on to that, Shai, that the um, that whole school-wide approach doesn't doesn't stop at the school door. It goes to the pipeline and to the educator preparation programs um, that may need to update or revise curricular programs of study to include how to identify students, how to work in a, a school that um, is trauma-informed. Well, Julie and Shai, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today about this really important issue, and good luck with all your work. Thanks, Bert. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mosaic. For more information about EDC's work on the opioid crisis, or to learn more about EDC's work in public health, visit us online at edc.org.